I have included two scripture lessons for our service of worship. Both of them come from the Gospel according to John. And one of them describes an event in the life of Jesus and his disciples before his death, and the second includes a description of, of, of an event between Jesus and his disciples following his death. In each case, the Spirit figures prominently. So first of all, a reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 17 and 25 through 27. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. And this second reading, describing a moment of encounter between Jesus and his disciples following his death and resurrection. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. In the name of God, the Creator, the Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our celebration of Easter at Round Hill Community Church took many forms this year. We began with worship in our sanctuary. It was wonderful to see 37 children. The sanctuary was full, beautiful music, beautiful flowers. And of course, we celebrated the good news of Easter, the resurrection power of God, alive and at large in the world today. But our celebration didn't conclude when worship concluded. Then we all spilled out onto the front lawn and there was an Easter egg hunt for all of those children involving 1,200 eggs. Yes, you heard that number correctly, 1,200. Uh, there was an obstacle course for the children to continue to enjoy the day. There were wonderful refreshments in the community house, and there was an opportunity for people of all ages to enjoy interactions with animals. Lori Russo from the Runabout Farm in Stamford brought her mobile petting zoo to be part of our Easter festivities. And it was a very full day for her crew. I think there were some very exhausted sheep, chickens, goats, and rabbits after they had spent a full morning with us at Round Hill Community Church. But Lori made a point of telling me 
how impressed she was by the gentleness and consideration of the children as they interacted with those beautiful animals. And that made me think that children who practice that kind of respect are already learning creation care at the most basic level. And they're also learning that God is often hidden in plain sight, where we are called upon to reach out to the world with love and gentleness, to care for others as we want to be cared for. Holy moments are often waiting to be discovered in ordinary moments, like caring for a fragile and vulnerable creature. When Leslie Kahn's and I record our podcast for Round Hill Radio, Leslie always includes an introduction with each episode. And that introduction always makes clear that we're searching for the holy in the ordinary. We investigate questions and stories and topics that matter to us. And when we do that, we often find God hiding in plain sight. The poet Mary Oliver once said, I don't know how to pray, but I do know how to pay attention. A great poem, a good podcast, a great conversation is one that helps us to become more attentive to the moments, the movements of the spirit in our life and in the life of the wider world, where the ordinary becomes a home for the holy. The stories of the first Easter place on full display the resurrection power of God. If you read through all of those stories, one right after the other, one from Mark, one from Matthew, one from Luke, and one from John, the four gospels in the New Testament, you get a sense of the, of the powerful, somewhat disturbing and unsettling forces that were at play in that first Easter. A stone rolled away from the tomb, angels sitting inside the grave, an earthquake occurs in one of the stories. And yet, those same stories also show how the holy is at work in extraordinarily ordinary ways. When the resurrected Jesus met his friends and his disciples, he wasn't floating on air. He didn't glow. He seemed to be almost as fragile and vulnerable as he had been during his lifetime. In one story, he prepared breakfast for his disciples. In another, he shared an evening meal. He showed the disciples the wounds on his body. At one point, he turned to his friends and said, do you have anything to eat? He didn't dole out superpowers. He offered food and shared the blessings of his peace, the holy in the ordinary. When the resurrected Jesus met his friends who were devastated and afraid for their lives, huddled together in some locked room somewhere, he appeared to them and he said, receive the spirit. And then he breathed on them. It's an extraordinarily intimate act to be close enough to breathe one's spirit and breath into someone else so that they might have more life, more hope, more encouragement. It was also an extraordinary act of compassion because if ever there was a community that needed a second wind, it was that little band of disciples. But it was also a very ordinary thing to do. 
We receive the Spirit, it seems to me, when someone reaches out to us with love, trusts us, forgives us, encourages us to employ our gifts in order to make the world a better place in which to live. And I'm sure all of us can identify moments like that. It's when, when it is as if someone has actually breathed their spirit, their life, their encouragement directly into our body and we can feel the energy rising up from within us. We can also offer that spirit in return in the way that we come alongside others in their need as we learn ways to care for creation, when we begin to reach out to the world with faith and hope and love. As I look at the growing life of our congregation, as we continue to evolve coming out of these past three very challenging years, I feel so strongly that I can see signs of the Spirit moving in our midst. And they are often, if not always, in very ordinary ways. In the past few months, we've been encouraging friends and members at Round Hill Community Church to become involved in a program that we call Dinners for Nine. It's simple. It's people gathered around a meal. And in the ordinariness of that moment, we hope that they make and find new connections, meet each other face to face, experience moments of grace and joy. People of all ages in the congregation have taken part in a program called Breakfast Run, gathering at the church and then taking food and needed supplies down to New York City where they interact with homeless men and women there who are so grateful for uh, the food that is shared, and for the necessities that help to encourage their lives in some basic ways. The Board of Trustees of Round Hill Community Church are developing a vision and action steps to help us move with hope into the future. A group of people from our congregation will be taking a pilgrimage in October on the Camino de Santiago in Spain, an ancient pilgrimage route. Parents and other congregational leaders are developing thoughts and dreams about how to grow our church school and become a supportive community for parents. In fact, our Easter celebration, which included so many children, was due in large part to the leadership and initiative of those parents. And later in April, we'll be hosting a major panel discussion and information session on aging well, so we can learn more about how it, what it means to live a flourishing way of life all throughout the span of life. I think these are signs of the Spirit moving in our midst. I'm excited by them. I want to know where they're going to lead. And who knows how that same Spirit will touch you or me or others in the congregation and invite us to move in some direction that we can't even imagine right now, but a direction always towards greater service, more love, more compassion. The author John V. Taylor wrote a beautiful book about the Holy Spirit, and he called it the go-between God. He said, the Spirit is always the energy between people, bringing people closer together towards unity rather than division. And he said, we cannot switch it on, this Holy Spirit, this new aliveness, just because we feel ready for it. The Spirit is as free and unpredictable as the wind which blows where it will. You simply ask for it 
Ask and wait truthfully and let yourself come alive. Have the courage to lower the barriers and welcome life. Well, one thing that can be said of those disciples who were trying to figure out their way in the world following the death and resurrection of Jesus, they may have been immobilized for a time by fear, uncertain of the future and of their role in it, and yet they were willing to lower the barriers of their fear and welcome life. And they received that spirit that brought them alive, brought them closer together. And within a very short space of time, they were beginning to move back out into the world to carry on the ministry that they had begun with Jesus. Where are the places in our lives where we can lower the barriers and welcome life and begin to feel that spirit filling our lives in a whole new, exciting kind of way. Receive the spirit, said Jesus, and welcome life. Amen.